This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album five, track one. He's a man. From music from and inspired by the film Dick Tracy. <laughs> yes. We are how, here. How excited are we? So when we were uh, when we were kind of talking to people about the podcast and 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 you know what we were going to be doing, uh, I was shocked how many of my friends were like, "Oh, I can't wait for you to talk about I'm Breathless, music from and inspired by the film Dick Tracy." And uh, so just some background, I'm Breathless, music from and inspired by the film Dick Tracy, is a 1990, technically a soundtrack album uh, for the mega movie from Disney of 1990, the summer blockbuster, uh, to end all summer blockbusters, Warren Beatty's opus, Dick Tracy, based on the comic book, comic strip, and the comic book character from the 1920s and 30s and 40s even, Dick Tracy, a detective with a, a gold jacket. Out of the headlines, I'm rubbing him out. Hey, Tracy, what's up? Whose side are you on? Side I'm always on. Mine. Uh, a movie, yes, that he'd been trying to make for 15 years before it finally came to the screen in the late 80s, early 90s. Yes. Um, and I just also want to highlight that this is not... Um, the soundtrack. It is one of three, and it's not three even really considered soundtracks. <laughs> so there are three soundtracks. So there's the Danny Elfman score, like when you when you back in the '90s, you'd get a soundtrack and you'd get the album of the score of the movie, the backing music and stuff. Danny Elfman, of course, no slouch in film scoring, did the 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 score, and then Andy Paley, who was a go-to uh, Warner Brothers music guy, Sire. a singer songwriter. Yeah, he made a record. Of uh, and got basically wrote songs as if they were made in 1930, and got people, uh, all kinds of different people, to record them. I don't, I've never heard that record. Same. Yeah. And I and, honestly think that the three songs that Madonna recorded for Son with Sondheim were supposed to be on that album, and then she decided she wanted to do this other thing. Oh no! And um, there are two more songs, and I don't even think they're on that album either. Uh, Mel Torme. There, so there were five songs, and uh, Mel Torme uh, recorded "Live Alone and Like It," um, which was a song, and then that 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 vocal group. I think it may be the Manhattan Transfer. I may be wrong about this. We'll have to check. Did the back in business that's in the movie. Oh. And um, and those are the other two Sondheim songs that are in the movie. And I don't even think they're on that soundtrack album. So there were three soundtrack albums, three. And this is all um, in the kind of uh, aftermath of Batman. This was all about Batman in 1989. Batman came out and was this huge, 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 huge hit. And um, and Prince did the soundtrack for that, and so I think Disney was really putting all their chip, their summer blockbuster chips into Dick Tracy. 
And I also think that, yeah, that Madonna was inspired by Prince's Batman soundtrack, which again, even though all of those songs that are on Prince's Batman album are actually in the Batman movie in some mm-hmm. form, um, that she was sort of inspired by that idea of like a riff. I think that, you know, Mark, just going to your point about like, being so excited and all and people we know who are excited to talk about this album. Yeah. I mean, I do think it is a curiosity. And it's mm-hmm. also like it's if we're thinking about this season of 88 to 93, I'm breathless is the pivot. Yes. I'm saying it's it is like and it is also the beginning of a new decade yes. as well. And so I think there's something on Breathless and specifically Vogue, but also just the fact that she did this album at all mm. after this album that was like sort of or is considered her masterpiece. She was just like, fuck it, let's just go make this crazy, you know, inspired by album. And so there's something about it that's so Madonna and so surprising and so free, you know what I mean? That is like everything you want in Madonna. Just some background. Uh, uh, Dick Tracy um, was, uh, as Kenny said, a, a a pet project of Warren Beatty. He took forever to get it developed. He took it took forever to get greenlit. Um, Madonna wasn't the first choice to play Breathless Mahoney, and Breathless Mahoney in the movie is a uh, kind of a lounge singer whose uh, boyfriend gets murdered by Big Boy Caprice, who's this gangster mobster played by Al- by Oscar nominated for the role Al Pacino, and he kind of takes her over and and kind of takes her on as his like mole. You know, it's legal for me to take you down to the station and sweat it out of you under the lights. I sweat a lot better in the dark. I know how you feel. You don't know if you want to hit me or kiss me. I get a lot of that. Look, you're safe. Big boy's in jail. You're the one that can keep him there. Give me a call. And then um, she falls in love with Dick Tracy, tries to break him and his girlfriend, Tess Trueheart, played by the late, great Glenn Headley. Warren Beatty has a huge head, and he's a very short person. And um, and yet I just watched him in Shampoo a few months ago during the quarantine. He is a hottie. He is he was, hot. He was, yes, yes. Hot. Yeah, he was a certain thing. I don't know that he's my type of hot, but I appreciate what you're saying. But, but, de- but delivers the most wooden performance in Dick Tracy ever. I mean, the movie is like, for all of its hype, it's really just like, it's a very mediocre movie. Like, very. She worked for scale for the film. And um, everybody associated with this movie uh, says how hard she worked. Sondheim said how hard she worked on getting the songs right. Um, everybody talked about the the connection. Even Warren Beatty, who I think had a lot of issues with the way Madonna lived her life in this time, was very much like she really takes it seriously and really wants to do the best and comes with enthusiasm and just dedicated hard work um and i think that's really it 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 shows how things are like again even in a time when she's all about work how focused and mega 
she is about it. Yeah, well, she was like, you know, again, going back to Speed the Plow, like she was on this bent of like, I'm an actress Mm -hmm. and I'm a great comedic actress was her idea, you know, and this movie is going to illuminate that. I'm a movie star. And so she was working hard because she had something to prove, which is always our favorite time to watch Madonna. This is the the height of Madonna as a movie star. I mean, she's lit like a movie. She she looks like a movie star in this movie. And yet I don't feel like ultimately (laughs) that she's at her most beautiful in this movie. I don't think that the costumes are particularly flattering. She always looks super short, which she doesn't look like in other films or in Mm. other places as much. Um, And I feel like her, but anyway. Back to the music. Let's get to the music. Let's get to track one. He's He's a a man. She decided to make the record and basically she and Pat Leonard uh, went in and did this album in three weeks and uh, wrote a song a day, cut it, did the vocal out. Um, and He's a Man is one of those songs that's all about Dick Tracy. It it it, it feels cinematic. It has the most uh, clips from the film it feels like a commercial almost for the movie because you hear a lot of Dick Tracy in it. And I didn't feel like it feels like a commercial. I felt like it reminded me of like, it reminded me the most of the Batman soundtrack where they were intercutting dialogue from the movie into the song. I like this song a lot. I like this, like, and this is like, if I'm thinking of like each song in this album as a particular shade of character, like this is sort of the the femme fatale, I guess, right? Well, it's very noir. This is yes. the most kind of, you know, it's darkness. It's like, it's descending into kind of a world of of gangsters and moles and, and you know, secret, um, conversations. There's a lot of shadow in the song. Yes. Um, she's very restless and kind of moody. Um, she. It's basically a, a like a Joan Crawford moment. Uh-huh. Not not campy Joan Crawford, but like noiry Mildred Pierce, Secret Obsession, The Dam Don't Die. There's a lot of 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 uh, observations that the women in these stories have to make. And I feel like that's what Madonna, Madonna's standing under a street lamp watching mm. Dick Tracy kind of give orders to the other cops and, or walking with test. She's kind of stalking him in this song. And, right. um, and, and, and it's kind of, it, 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 it's like a ballad. It's not really an up-tempo like kick. Hey, da, 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 da. it's very like yes. sinuous and, yes. and, and so different. Um, 
The other thing, the, the the other thing I always remember about this song that I love is the backing vocals. That's literally what I was going to say. I yeah. love them, and I love when they make the key change or the chord change. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, at the sort of height of the song, I think they're just really crisp and clean, and they counter her voice, which is very breathy, right? Nikki Harris, Donna DeLore, and Nadia Davenport. They are the they are the they bring in Nadia Davenport vocals. And Nadia Davenport is a huge figure in um the um RB and funk, acid funk, soul, neo, Erica Badu land uh world. Um she has done uh backing vo- she was uh, notably the uh, lead singer for many, many years of the brand new heavies. Um, mm. And their songs were played all over the place in the 90s um, on the radio and stuff. And she's been in and out of that band um, throughout their 30-year um, career. Um, and she's also an amazing solo artist. You think that you saw her at Lilith Fair, if I'm not mistaken. I did see her at Lilith Fair on the second stage. So back in the 90s. Okay. So in 1998, uh, the Polaris Amphitheater in uh, Columbus, Ohio, the um, supporting... So Sarah McLaughlin played the shows. Natalie Merchant was the second person. Uh, uh, Nadia Davenport duetted with Natalie Merchant on her album, Ophelia. And she would come out every night and sing with her the song Break Your Heart. I know that it will break your heart She also was on the second stage, so I got to like see her up close. And that was the great thing about Lilith Fair was, yes, there was the main stage, and then you had all these smaller acts and local artists as well. So Columbus, Ohio uh, artists were on all the, the smaller stages. She was incredible, by the way. Um, I love her vocal on this. Mm. I think uh, um, th- this is post- um, working with Sondheim post recording the songs for the movie, post shooting the movie basically. So she's very in the headspace of Breathless and she's done some vocal work. Um, I love when she sings the line, waging a war between evil, good and evil can be a bore. Mm-hmm. And she sings it several times and she always makes it a waging little different. Yeah. yeah, she's just <laughs> waging. And then other times she's like, waging a war between good and evil. And then she goes, bah. and it's like, it's very moany. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My favorite part of the song, of course, is when it's fading out and she's like, I can show you some fun. Give me that gun. <laughs> Another gun, another problematic gun in- yep. imagery from Madonna. <laughs> uh, never had a video, never was performed live. It's just, it sets the tone. And I think what it does best is she knows what she's doing, and yet we should be prepared for anything. Yes. Till next time. Bye. Bye.
Edge.